If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever, and then we talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr... Mr. Ben Errington. So, um, how's it going, so, Ben? So, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I was uh, reading, in other horror news, uh, I was reading, um, well, look at this um, headline. Hysterical Brazilian woman punches herself and leaves the cinema screaming in horror after watching Annabelle Creation. So she went in. She went to watch this uh, film, and it sort of had like a panic attack, and she ran out and started punching her face. And I've seen the videos; pretty, pretty horrific. But, is um, it? Is it? Uh, PR stunt. PR stunt. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Because uh, well, it's not. It's not, not been reported that way. And punching your face. Has, have you? Yeah. Ever, have you ever watched anything that has given you such an extreme reaction as that? Well, you went to watch the Dark Tower the other day, right? So I mean, did you? <laughs> Did you yeah, come out of that? I did. I wasn't punching myself in the face. I was punching other people in the face. No, no. <laughs> the Dark Tower. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go in, into it massively. Yeah. But you know what? As a film, it's all right. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's all as right. an adapt. Yeah. It's an adaptation of Stephen King's yeah. magnum opus. It's it's not all right. I but I, but I kept my ex- expectations low, and from the yeah. trailers and everything, I kind of knew what to expect. Okay, and and it delivered on what I what I want what I, what I expected and more. I like to have no ex- like the, the lowest expectations always work, but like sometimes just, just having just no just expectations. Just in general, just yeah. just just in general, just in life, I think that's a great yeah. attitude. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was all right, you know. I think if if you're a big fan of the books, um, and you want to see a film version of the books, that ain't it. <laughs> Stevie King, like you don't have to watch that because there's like a million adaptations this year. Like, uh, yeah. it's coming out, which we're going to do an episode on. Um, Mr. Mercedes TV show, which I've been watching, which is really, oh. which is really good. Oh, you've been watching it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh, I've, great. Not, I've uh, not read the book, but it's. Uh... I I read the book, um, and I mm, I was I was iffy on it. I didn't okay. think it was fan. I didn't think it was fantastic. It was okay, um, but it still could be a pretty good story for a TV show. Yeah, 
What else is there? Um, the, uh, the thing is, Stephen King's always had like sh- like a shit ton of adaptations coming out. Yeah. Seems to have anyway. Yeah, because his, his content is ripe for adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Ripe for picking. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, we will we are we'll, we will do an episode on it at some point in the future. Uh, when does it come out? Is that soon? Um, I believe it's the eighth of September. I'm not sure if that's a UK or a US release. Ages away. Like, it's goddamn ages away, man. Yeah, but I'm assuming yeah. we're going to be doing a, a specific it episode. Are we going to do it the, the week of? Or are we just going to? Uh, yeah, we may as well try. Hey, man, we'll just see what our schedules are like. Yeah, well, okay. Well, it's definitely something I want to go watch pretty quick, pretty soon as it comes out. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, try yeah. and get that in. Yeah. I was to say, don't want any spoilers, though, do you? No, no. <laughs> but uh, I watched uh, I watched another horror film recently. I watched Forty Seven Meters Down. Oh yeah, Sharkies. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, uh, it was. Uh, yeah. It never kind of went full horror film. I kind of really wanted it to. There's not enough yeah. gore, not enough gore for me. Not enough shark taking limbs off action. Was this was this a cinema trip or did you find it? No, yeah, it was a cinema trip. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a cinema trip. Wow. And I probably, um, should, have, I... I probably should have gone to watch um, uh, It Comes at Night. I think I would have preferred that. Yeah, I've, I've already mentioned this, but uh, it didn't show anywhere near me, so I need to yeah. wait a while. Yeah. Uh, horror well, films. Horror films for yeah. you. <laughs> okay, so today, um, back to the list. Last week, we did... Uh, what did we do last week? We talked the, about... The, the Descent. The, the, the Descent. Yep. The Descent. Uh, the Decent. And then um, this week we are talking about number 27 on the list, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about it, Ben? Sure thing, Mr. Condor. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a 1974 American horror film directed and produced by Tobe Hooper. Toby? Tobe Toby. Hooper. We've, we've come yeah. across him before, and I did exactly the same thing. Yeah. Toby Hooper, who co-wrote it with Kim Henkel. Um, it stars Marilyn Burns, Paul A. Partain, Edwin Neal, Jim Sidow and Gunnar Hansen, yeah, we know who that is, um, who respectively portray Sally Hardesty, Franklin Hardesty, the hitchhiker, the proprietor, and Leatherface. Uh, The film follows a group of friends who fall victim to a family of cannibals while on their way to visit an old homestead. The character of Leatherface and minor plot details were inspired by the crimes of real-life murderer Ed Gein... It's bad Guy. when the, it's bad when my trivia is like right in the intro, <laughs> like you just you just have the answer right there. I've ruined the whole thing. There's like ten trivia questions completely obliterated. I need, there, to, get, I need to get more obscure with my trivia by my you know my over my bloated intro. That was a pretty bloated intro. Oh, is, okay. Are you, are you done, or you got more intro to go? I'm done. Okay, cool. Finish. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> I'm full. Up, I'm full up on intro now. Yeah, I, think I can't get into the podcast. See you later. Uh, okay, so this is what the um, Empire people had to say. Uh, five years after Scooby-Doo first aired, Toby Hooper similarly put some teenagers in a van to endure a scary mystery. Their experience was rather different. Maybe they should have brought a dog, although it's doubtful it would have helped them. Actually quite light on gore, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre nevertheless remains a uniquely gnarly, punishing experience from its grotesque production design to its family of cannibal freaks and its standout villain Leatherface. Some have suggested an intriguing Vietnam-era subtext about America eating its young, but the film functions perfectly well without it on a pure primal level. Burns' screams ring in your ears long after the exhausting last act is over. I did think the last act was quite exhausting. Uh, the final <laughs> shot of Leatherface dancing with a saw is an indelible image. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 88% fresh. Uh, it's got 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. 
Um, the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, uh, Kev Hurst, said, great stuff. Um, Edward Harvey said, one of the, it's one of the greatest <laughs> horror movies ever, in his opinion. The low-speed 16mm film they shot it on adds so much to the weird documentary-like atmosphere. They use the camera so well that it's actually beautifully shot. Performances are top grade. Marilyn Burns, The Final Girl, was tremendous. The ambient, emotionalness, soundscape score is just perfect. Um, Michael Moyunda says, Leatherface is definitely one of the great villains in the history of horror films. The ending is also one of the great endings where I never know how to feel when it, with what just happened. It's unsettling in a good way with how things conclude. Definitely deserves to be on the best horror list. Uh, so, initial thoughts, Mr. Errington. Are you a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan? Are you a Texas Chainsaw Massacre hater? Massacre, massacre hater. Um, I've always kind of like this film has always been one of those films that I genuinely am a little bit frightened about, frightened of. Don't really know why. Can't quite put mm. my finger on it. Possibly it's because I saw it quite young and it's kind of always like lingered there as being something. Uh, it's just quite unnerving. It's not a typical sort of like slasher film. It just doesn't. I think when this film came out and the years that sort of preceded it. Um, there wasn't anything really like this, was there? At all? This kind of like I think so. span no, yeah, off, yeah. span off the sort of like slasher genre or sort of everything like that. Um, and again, another film on this list which seems like it overdoes it on certain tropes, but you know that this was one of the films that this was, is where the tropes came. This from. is where this is where the tropes came yeah, from. Yeah. This was one of this is the 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 beginning. This is the I know um, films now are obsessed with the beginning and the. How how sort of certain characters came to pass, but the fact that there was such mystery and intrigue around this family and these characters, you didn't know anything about them until you just see them sort of committing these acts. We don't really find out why they do it, how long they've been doing it, anything like that. These are all questions yeah. that kind of linger throughout, and you kind of expect them to be answered. And when they're not, it's still kind of all right. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah terrifying. But yeah, pretty ter- pretty terrifying. I think everything. From this, it's unnerving from the get-go, yeah. um, and I think there is something about the way it's shot as well that it just does feel. Well, yeah. So I used to have a like a Woodstock DVD, and it was like a DVD about like um, so it was behind the scenes. It had all like performance from Jimi Hendrix and, and those guys. But then it also had like lots of the teenagers just sort of, you know, yeah, having sex and uh, doing what and smoking dope and doing the yeah you know, the standard teenager stuff at Woodstock. But then like the, the way it's filmed, like it feels like. This is a continuation of that documentary because it's the same 16 millimeter style, style camera. Um, it, it feels like this van is just heading home after Woodstock. Um, yeah, so it's that, got those that, same sort of characters. There's definitely something documentary esque about it. I think Toby Hooper was a documentary maker before. Okay. Well, I think he did more documentaries anyway. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. And it's like that intro as well, the way the intro text comes in um, that says, the film which you're about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. And it sort of talk, and it says like um, bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it, it, it reads like a true crime documentary rather yeah. than a, rather than a horror film. And um, I think, do you think that kind of thing plays into the same energy that was there with the Blair Witch Project, that whole like yeah. pseudo realism that makes you think it can't be too far removed from you because it's, real <laughs> like yeah yeah sort definitely. of feels real yeah definitely and it's again another example of one of those films that probably when it came out mm. a lot of its audience probably were a bit like god did that actually happen is this yeah, like yeah. 
did that thing actually happen? And I think when you're a lot younger and you start and you watch these films and you hear those rumors that surround the films before you watch them. Yeah. You know, before before the era of the internet and before you could just debunk something. <laughs> what, was yeah. that? what was that? Debunked. Yeah, yeah debunked. Websites, yeah. Yeah, before you could do that, bullshit. it was just it, it was a bit it, <laughs> bullshit, bullshit. It was mainly it was just word of mouth, wasn't it? And if someone yeah. said, "Oh, you should watch this film," like um, these people, these people got murdered, like in the seventies, sixties, yeah. um, or whatever. Um, watch it; it's terrifying. Like you watch it, but what you're going into it completely with your heart on your sleeve, yeah. thinking it could be real, and that horror, that terror, kind of really does take over. Whereas if you're watching something and you know it's just 100 percent fiction, there's no, none of that air of ambiguity about it. Mm. It's much easier to sort of pick apart. And say, well, that's ridiculous. That never bloody happened. This didn't happen. Just seeing this stuff sort of come to life. Yeah, yeah, is scary. Uh, and, sp- and and all, all the all the crazy. Sorry, sorry. All the crazy not- stuff and all the violence kind of happens without fanfare. Yeah. So there's no like, I, there's no like jump scares. It just like when we first like see Leatherface, he literally just pops out. Oh, I <laughs> pops hey. out, and then like um, we will get into it when we get into the, the actual story. But like, it just seems so. Like I don't know, like you just sort of saw a guy coming out of a door. There's no like yeah. jumping camera angles or anything. It was just, it's just the shocks. The shocks are like real. There's no like yeah. shrill, shrill noise when he just appears or when he clubs someone over the head with a hammer. There's no like, yeah. It's it's it's. it's there's no fanfare, and you know it's not, it's not over the top at all. It's just done yeah. real simply to the point. Bang! Here's some here's something horrific happening. Uh, yeah, but yeah. as you said, even though it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is pretty light, light on the gore. You don't yeah, see limbs yeah. getting sliced off and flying off and squirts of blood flying up the wall and stuff. You don't really see that. It's kind of like the massacre bit feels like what came before, possibly, because there's a lot of yeah, because there's all the, the, and stuff. The, the way it starts as well, after that intro text, someone's like made like an art sculpture out of dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just something real creepy about um, Hillbilly families in the south that Americans. might potentially American that might potentially <laughs> yeah. might potentially be cannibals or yeah. mass murderers. Yeah. There is just something generally scary. And obviously this set it off. We saw a lot there are loads of other films that kind of did yeah. it. And I mean loads of Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. I mean we've we've had a prequel and I think we're getting another prequel soon called Leverface. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. reboots and sequels and stuff. So obviously like this is the kind of slasher for me, like this if you're calling this a slasher, would you call this a slasher genre, a slasher film? I don't know if I, don't know if I, I, don't know if I would, because when I think of slashers, I've, I've, you know, go to Michael Myers and um, uh, Jason Voorhees, and also like the meta slasher, which is like Scream and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this feels more like a, this feels like a, um, an actual Scooby Doo episode, but like an actual horror. <laughs> Sorry, like I'm surprised actually. I thought Scooby Doo would have come after this as a sort of play yeah. on this yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, film. Definitely. I didn't realize that Scooby Doo came before. No, that's yeah. definitely very, that's, that's incredibly interesting. Yeah, yeah. Scooby Doo. What else does Scooby Doo inspire? Many things, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Scooby snacks. Yeah. But uh, okay, so um, should we talk about the the, the story and go into get into it? All right. Okay. Cool. So um, the key players in the film. I'm gonna reel them off here. There's quite a few. Uh, Marilyn Burns plays Sally. Alan Danziger plays Jerry. Paul R. Partain plays Franklin. He's the cripple. <laughs> William Vale plays Kirk. Uh, he's one of the, the cool guys. Terry McKinn <laughs> plays Is Pam. Kirk. 
Sorry to interrupt. Kirk is just Disco Stew, right? Disco Stew, yeah, he is Disco Stew. Um, Edwin O'Neill plays uh, like a hitchhiker. He's one of the the cannibal people. Jim Sido plays uh, the dad of the the cannibal family. Gunnar Hansen plays Leatherface. And John Dugan plays the granddad, who we'll talk a bit about, I think. But um, yeah, so he had this stuff. So it starts with that, that text. That kind of threw me off guard. I think the last time I saw it, I've only ever seen this once before. And I think it was another Stella Artois Channel 4 late night movie. There's quite a lot of those. <laughs> we've, we've got Stella Artois to thank for so much. Yeah. Not just the wonderful beverage it brought into our lives, but also the many, many films we've seen late at night on Channel 4. Because it was the only way I like saw like these kind of, a lot of these films. Um, I miss like, the event of watching a film on TV. Like knowing a film was going to be on TV tonight. Yeah. And you're going to watch it and your friends are going to watch it and yeah. you're going to talk about it in school on Monday morning. Yeah. And if you didn't watch it, then you'd be an outcast. If you didn't watch it, you could just fuck off, mate. <laughs> you could yeah. just fuck it. Get out of, get out of here. Yeah. And then that's how Leatherface was born. He didn't watch TV with, with his friends. Became a social outcast. <laughs> you're right. You've got something in your mouth. I just had an actual insect in my coffee. That's, that is an actual insect. That, it's like it? a. It is like an earwig or something. <laughs> it is actually is actually an earwig. It was an earwig in my coffee. How did it get in there? What is it doing in there? What have I consumed? I swallowed a fly the other day, and um, you know, I didn't swallow oh it. I breathed, breathed it in, which I think is worse. Like when you inhale one, <laughs> and it just goes right down the air hole. Yeah, I can see it, Ben. Yeah, Sorry, I was listening. I was listening. I'm, I'm shocked. Ben's I'm holding shocked. the earwig. I don't think yeah. I've ever, I've ever had an earwig in my mouth, ever. But I nearly swallowed it because I thought, oh, it's just a bit of grit or something. Oh, just swallow that down. Get that down your neck. Earwig. It's the coffee granule. I'm shaking up. Not only because I was enjoying that coffee. Are you gonna drink the rest of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I might. Yeah, I might. I might. I might actually. <laughs> Wonder how it got in there because. That's a scold not a cup of coffee. Having a bath. It was having a lovely bath. Yeah. Anyway, we've we've moved on yeah. from the film. Let's talk not about earwigs. Okay. Let's talk about the horror of leather. Anyway, good protein in it. Can't complain too much. Okay, so um yeah, we we start off with like uh there's a scene where um like a local graveyard has been like dug up, some corpses have been like made into like some weird like art sculptures. I don't really know. We ever find out too much about it, but it, it's just a creepy little thing to start the film off with. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to inside the shag and wagon. I don't know. If that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's a nickname for it, but uh, it's that kind of thing. It's like a yeah, like a hippie love truck or something. And then yeah. um, so we're introduced to all of the main guys. They're having a good time. Like um, on Wikipedia, it says they're going back to check on some uh, grave. Um, Oh, that makes sense. That's why they're going back because their grave's been rubbed. I didn't yeah. even I didn't put two and two together at the time. It okay, was like so... their gra- grandfather, grave of their, one of their grandfathers. Is that right? Oh, okay. So that's why they're going back. I mean, yeah. this doesn't seem like that kind of trip, does it? You don't get the vibe no, that they're going. That's why they just stop to investigate some vandalism. Because it's almost like they're in party mode. They're like yeah. uh, just I don't know. It just seems like they're just on a road trip. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought they were on a road trip. Thought they just coming back from somewhere they've been partying or going somewhere to party. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I was I was a bit confused about exactly where they were going and what they were doing. Yeah, initially, they pull up at one point and uh, because um, 
Oh, what's the name? Uh, Patrick, is it? The Kirk. Who's the guy in the wheelchair? Uh, guy in the wheelchair. Franklin. Frank- Franklin. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so he needs a wee. And then he, <laughs> <laughs> they let him out. And he, for some reason, he pees into a tin. I didn't really understand. Yeah. I thought, he... uh, I thought the whole scenario of that, of sitting in a wheelchair and then peeing into a tin... You know that was just awkward and difficult for everybody involved. Yeah, and then uh, and then he falls down the hill. Like he goes down. <laughs> he goes down the hill big time, doesn't he? Uh, I thought someone pushed him, but no, just just slid down the hill. I, I mean, he's a li- already he's a liability. I mean, no offense yeah. to, to Franklin. It's not because he's disabled in any way, but because he, he collects, just... collects his pee in his tin. Because he collects his pee in this tin, <laughs> and because he's not very good, just put the bloody brakes on, mate. Come on, just put the brakes on. He's yeah. really annoyed about going down the hill as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, oh god dang it, oh yeah. god damn. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, so at some point around here, they they pick up a hitchhiker, um, and this is like a real goofy looking guy. I think he said he works at uh, like a, a butcher slaughterhouse or something. Um, does that sound about right? He... Yeah, yeah. He says he works at the sort of local slaughterhouse. Okay, yeah, this cool. this this guy was a bit correct. This is one of those guys where you're like, oh, we're gonna pick up a hitchhiker. As soon as he gets yeah. in, you'd be like, get out for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. You're crazy. You're you're crazy. I thought I thought this guy reminded me a little bit of um, Adam Driver. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kylo Re- Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I thought if there was a legit remake of this, like it, not that there would be. They yeah. really need another remake. I think the last the official remake was 2003. But if there was a remake of this, yeah, Adam Dr- Adam Driver would be an ideal crazy hitchhiker dude. Who would make a good Leatherface? Yeah, because he's playing a southern guy in uh, the new film Logan Lucky, so we'll see how his accent is. Yeah, um, see if he's ready to go. They they also mention one of the girls um, mentions that Mercury's in retrograde, which is um, I never knew I don't I didn't know what that was until quite recently. It's when uh, it's, I don't think it's an English thing in America. They say when Mercury's in retrograde, it means bad bad stuff happens, right? So. Mm-hmm. You heard that expression before? Are you not drinking your coffee? Are you? I, I, no, I think I think I've heard that like in a song, maybe. Yeah. As yeah. a lyric, block party. Mercury's yeah, in retro Mercury's in yeah, exactly. When you said that, then I was just yeah. like, yeah, that's from that song, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm keep I'm keep looking over just to make sure there's no like bugs crawling out of your your mouth or your ear. No, I feel like, I feel like something's <laughs> in my throat. I feel like something's in my mouth. I just. Because I've, I've I've got nowhere nowhere to put it, so the bug is just there, dead. You know, just... eat it, finish the job. Eat it, <laughs> get it down, you lad. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Mercury retrograde. That means that means it's going to go bad. So they pick up this hitchhiker, and he's a nutcake. He um he has like a little <laughs> flowery bag thing that he takes a knife nut- out of there, and then. I like it. The seems... first, he's a nutcake, and the first thing you say is, "He was a nutcake. He had a flowery bag." <laughs> like you're just walking yeah. down the street, seeing people with flowery bags, you're going, nutcake. Oh, "Look at that nutcake! Look at yeah. that nutcake! He's got a flowery bag. She's got a flowery bag." He's an absolute nut, nut box. So, like he uh, gets out this knife. He seems kind of normal up until this point, and he goes, "As if I'm yeah. going to show you a trick." He like cuts into his arm or his hand or something pretty deep. Um, and then he just shows it to them, and he, as if like, look what I've done. All right, David Blaine, <laughs> I'm going to show you a trick. Sh- Shazam! You just you just cut your hand, mate. You just cut yeah, your hand. That was yeah. it. That's not a trick. If you and cut then, your hand, and then you looked, and it well, it was no longer cut. That would have been a yeah. trick. Yeah. And then he bit... gets did he gets the old Polaroid picture, uh, the Polaroid camera, has not it? Takes the picture and then uh, tries to get them to pay for it, which is a classic. We all do it. I take <laughs> I take pictures of people all the time, so that's a tenner. 
<laughs> I take pictures of people against their will, usually through some bushes, uh, yeah, through their yeah. living room window, All right. and then go and knock on the door and demand money for it. They're just, always angry about it. Just taking this picture of you from that bush. Can I uh, have some money? <laughs> and they always get angry, which I think is like ungrateful. Yeah, yeah. So that's when you get your knife out. And then, um, so yeah, so this is a weird, weird bit. So he cuts uh, Franklin. So he, he gets a bit like miffed he, because they don't want to pay for his uh, photo. He, and he says, like, that's two, $2 down the bin. Because they're Polaroid. You only get like <laughs> yeah, six yeah. or something. And then like, that's like £20 gone. Um, okay, so then he gets his knife and he cuts Franklin across the arm. And he jumps out of the, the van and he starts blowing raspberries at them in frustration. Uh, <laughs> like that, sort of as they go by. Oh, I'm so frustrated. How do I vent this frustration? Oh, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever seen I've only ever seen one person blow a raspberry frustration. It was my mum when uh, we were in the back of the car, and because she never swore around us, so yeah, she had terrible road rage, but she wasn't allowed to swear. And then a guy like she was, <laughs> she tried to get in a parking spot, and the guy went in there first, went, "Oh, you!" <laughs> out the window, and then we drove off, and we were. <laughs> And then all, all of his kids were like, oh, man, mum's angry. How did, the, how, did the, how did the guy react? Did he even see it? I don't know, you know, because... Uh, <laughs> just looked, looked out of his I window. Imagine just saw him yeah. I imagine he blew raspberry back. Uh, have, you, have you got a go-to word that you will say in frustration if uh, you really want to swear, but you know that you can't in that particular scenario? What do you, anything you say in no particular? situation where I don't allow myself to swear, because I don't really swear that often anyway. Yeah. I only swear... Do you ever swear around like a new audience and then you give yourself a few seconds to go, hmm, just gauge your reaction <laughs> to these people? Because I've C-bobbed and they've only, they've only met uh, me for well, four seconds. The, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't C-bomb, I don't think. I like to C-bomb, but I like to you say like it in to like... You like to C-bomb? I like to see bomb, but I like to say it in like a northern accent, so then it's a bit more playful. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? People can't yeah. take you quite so seriously if you're just going... Seabomb. Thing is, I can't say it without it sounding like a like I'm just sincerely talking about the actual thing. Like, I, 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 I'm not sincerely even, I, talking about it. Yeah, but like, I can't even say it now. Like that's I, I just wouldn't say it. Like it's not in my. Uh, I thought about saying it, but I thought you know we shouldn't drag this show even further <laughs> into the gutter. Yeah, because okay. you know we don't we only see bombs. We might yeah. get some. We might we get had, flagged. We already had fucking earwigs on it. <laughs> You would have a fucking earwig in my fucking coffee, mate. Don't fucking make me say the seat word. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what happens now? Okay. So, uh, they, they leave the hitchhiker. He, like, uh, he like leaves a bloody mark handprint on, on the side of the van. He blows some raspberries. And then they get to the, the, the gas station because uh, they need to fill up on some gas. Franklin's worried that um, what's his face? What's his flavour? Fruitcake is going to come after him. Flowery Bagman. Flowery Bagman. Yeah, if he seems to think that mark the blood on the blood on the truck is kind of like a marking. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know when you hear those rumors when you're like, is there this symbol sprayed outside your house? That's burglars telling everyone else that it's ready, ripe for burglar burglaring. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard those stupid rumors? <laughs> yeah, but I like uh, the way you said it. It's I can't even say ripe it. For burglaring. <laughs> <laughs> ripe for burglarizing. <laughs> it's ripe for burglarizing. I was in a room. There's people sharing on Facebook going, oh, if you see this, if you see this symbol spray painted somewhere, it means your house is going to become a crackdown. I don't know. Some interesting. Stupid interesting. Like... I need to look into that to make sure that uh, uh, my house isn't going to get turned to a crackdown while I'm in bed. Um, <laughs> so this is another, when we get to the petrol station, this, 
sorry, gas station. When they get to the gas station, this is a trope, uh, and they haven't got any yep. gas, so they're going to have to, um, I don't know, fill up the next day or something. So this is a trope that I'm, mm, well, I, don't, I don't know when the Hills Have Eyes came out, uh, but it's not something I've seen before this, so this must be... Hills Have Eyes, maybe like late 70s, possibly? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a trope that's what we see more and more nowadays. Yeah. Well, like the, yeah, but you always, whoever's owning the gas station, you always think they are lying. Okay, Hills Have Eyes, 1977. And the guy who got to uh, the play, um, the this guy uh, is an absolute mole man. <laughs> <laughs> Hans Mole Man. I'm 24 uh, years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, they've um, <laughs> so like he uh, they've got like such a weird sort of uh, people to play this family so far. Um, maybe a bit of a spoiler there. Um, oh yeah, they've added spoilers in this episode. Anyway, so they um so they go to they they go okay we'll we'll, we'll fill up the tank tomorrow we'll we'll pop some gas in there later so they go to this like little house I think where their grandparents lived or something I mean it looks like a yeah. shithole like it's not somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swearing more now you said it um it looks like a right fucking tit tit wank tit wank house <laughs> it looks like a rat tit wank of a house. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's messy yeah. is what it's I'm a, saying. It's a bit of a shit, but you look it looks like it's been abandoned or something. So yeah, they've all got yeah. like memories there, you guess. Yeah. And there's a there's a, a little bit of like weird artwork, I think, in some of the places where obviously someone's been um a bit of a Blair Witch sort of thing going on. Um Yep. And then two of them another bit of a trope, we get the like a young couple decide to go off for a swim. But uh there's 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 no water, and then they go they go to find a swimming hole, but it turns out the hole's dry. <laughs> so they want to get some hanky done. Yeah, the hole is dried, uh, <laughs> dried up, and then um they get they find this other house, and then they go in, and this is like the first horror bit because I mean this is quite far into the film as well. Yeah, this is like, I mean, the house looks pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, better than that. You think? Yeah, of a house. Better than that tip wank. I mean, from outside yeah. it looks it looks pretty lovely. Yeah. Um, but you know, they do this classic thing where no one's answering the door. Why just would you go, go in. Yeah. What you, is that why is that, that normal? Never, that yeah. never happens. That never happens. No one ever does that. They just leave. Well, then, like, then again, cats members are here. <laughs> like when my fiance's mum when we're not here, she just walks in. Well, <laughs> that's your fiance that's your fiance's mum. I suppose it's like, different. I suppose it's a little bit different. I yeah. suppose it's different, <laughs> but you react in the same way as Leverface does in this scene. <laughs> and you clubber over the head with an hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, and then um uh so they go inside. Um Kirk is uh is the, is not the Disco Stew guy, but he's very cool. Not quite as cool as Disco Stew. Uh but he goes in and then like I said, Leverfage just opens the door and he uh, takes a mallet to his head. Yeah, pretty much in silence as well. Does he make a noise? Does he sort of go, eh? Yeah, he makes him like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, San, the, San Ra- <laughs> the Tusken Raiders from Star Wars. That is true. That is exactly the noise Leverfage makes. <laughs> so um, Leverfage pops out. His... One more, t- one more time, please, Luke, just so I can. <laughs> and then um... that was that was a little bit too back. <laughs> Star Wars on the brain, uh, and then Stu gets a hammer on the brain. Stu Kurt gets the hammer on the brain, and then this is—I actually thought this was kind of horrific. The way he falls down, 
and yeah. then he just starts like his leg starts like just like spasming. Yeah, there's two. There, the, there's two. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think the two most effective bits of this film for me, um, the bits that I remember the most um, when, when, I come, when it comes to talking about this film, is all in this scene. When yeah, when yeah. he gets hit with the hammer, um, and then is subsequently sort of like twitching and jerking from that, and it's how I, I don't know why it sticks with me, but it's how Leatherface pulls the body inside, and then it's how he slams the metal door across. Yeah, he, just, he seems like uh, pissed off, and he's, he's got yeah. to get back to the butcher shop. It's like, yeah. and it's yeah. just so so effective because you know as soon as that door shuts, all of the sound from him and from the body just completely shuts off it, it goes quiet for a second yeah, yeah. and it's that where it's like oh jesus he's uh he's been bludgeoned yeah and then pam she uh wakes outside for a little bit but then decides to go inside um and then we see like a load of she see this this annoys me so pam goes inside after kirk's been hammered in the head uh yeah. and then she sort of falls into the living room and it's like all this artwork made of bones and and uh there's like skulls and stuff she's there for like 20 minutes going ah oh, it's proper screaming, like you've seen some bones, but yeah. don't be shocked by every new bone you see. Yeah, yeah. there's a skull there. <laughs> ah! There's another skull there. Ah! Uh, yeah, a... just, just, just like take it all in. It's OTT, and it? it's OTT. I mean, come on. Yeah. First thing you do is you see that shit. You get the hell out of there. You wouldn't be in there in the first place. Yeah. You would not be in yeah. there, even if, even if your matey boy had gone in there. You yeah. would not go in there. She goes in a different room. Why does she fall in as well? That happens a lot, doesn't it, in yeah, films yeah. like this? People fall into things. Like it takes. Well, you see, serial killers like to put race toy cars. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say. I mean, I wouldn't say I got the best balance in the world. I mean, I fall yeah. on my ass occasionally, but I don't. I think it take a lot for me to like fall into a room. And if I even if I opened the door <laughs> and there was like some horrible stuff in there. Oh, probably. Very You know, the, the only the only thing I fall down is when I'm wearing my socks on the stairs, and I oh, go yeah. downstairs in a rush, and I do that awkward thing where you fall on your ass and sort of go down two steps. You. <laughs> and then you just like two minutes later, are you all right? <laughs> are you all right? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah. I used to fall upstairs a lot. So I used to run upstairs. Kids, we don't do it anymore when they're a bit older. Well, I don't. You see that weird I thing to... where you sort of like 
pounce on the stairs like Wolverine or Spider Man, <laughs> like hands hands first, sort of like stair yeah, pants. <laughs> stair pants in. I, just, I reckon I still do that occasionally. I always run upstairs. This is this is. Why I don't know I do why. That? Am I on old pants? <laughs> Do you run upstairs or do you just, would you just walk you upstairs? You just walk upstairs now. What's happened to I me? I always run upstairs. I don't know why. It's almost like they're an inconvenience. It's like, I'm on the bottom floor. I want to be on the next floor. For God's sake, these stairs. You I always run upstairs. Stairs. Yeah, no. Yeah, I need to start running upstairs again, I think, because uh, that was good exercise as well. Yeah. It was a good four seconds of exercise. Yeah. And I'm going to start doing Let's... it at work as well, in the work stairwell. Yeah, yeah. Do that and push. You've got barge people. <laughs> <laughs> you got to yeah. barge people out of the way. Basically, if people come too close, just growl them. That's Leatherface, that is. Time, Leatherface. You're a horror fan. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, so she, she's looking at the art. She's screaming. Time's ticking away. She, and then um, she, she goes into the other room, and I think Leatherface finds her in the same way she, he found. Uh, Okay. I mean, it's, it's it's pretty much Christmas for Leatherface, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm, he strikes me as the kind of person who goes out and about looking for his victims, um, bringing them back, ripping their skin off. Do you, think he, does, do you think he does this often then? Because um, they think of like dead bodies, don't they? Like, I can't imagine to get that much. Oh yeah, that's true. Fresh, that's true. fresh business. Probably, yeah, that's probably that's probably a good point. So you think so? Is 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 oh. skin is skin mask is made out of dead bodies? Um, I don't know, but yeah, I think I don't know. We should look into that. But um, okay, so uh, this this is the bit that horrifies me. That I remember very much from the Stellar Artois Channel Four Midnight movie, where he picks up uh, the girl, and then he just sort of hooks her onto this like meat hook. Yeah. And then she's just like unable to move, stuck oh, to this hook. And, oh. um, and as she's sort of like draining her blood and whatever, he just starts cutting up and then um, chainsawing uh, the the boyfriend that he killed earlier. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, it's horrific. Like, like even even in today's standard, I think that's a really horrible scene to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty, definitely brutal. And all because she st- stared at that art a little bit too long. Yeah, come on, come yeah. on, love, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Okay, so um, and then Disco Stu. Um, uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So Disco Stu, yeah. So he he goes after them. Uh, he's like, where the hell is this guy's gone? And he. He manages to find it's quite far away, but he still manages to find. If he, he follows the clues, oh, the pool's dry. I bet they're. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good detective. I know people say Batman is the world's yeah. greatest detective. The world's greatest detective is Disco Stew, aka um, Scooby Doo, Scooby Stew, Jerry, Jerry, Scooby, Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that. It's Jerry from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, he is a great detective. And I mean, he like disco walks as he like uh, as oh, he like yeah, finds clues. Oh, that's a sick beat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, he is, the, he is the epitome of disco. I mean, I know we're describing him. He's got afro, little round specs, and, yeah. and has he got like and a sweet uh, ass? <laughs> 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 That's ex- that is exactly what I was going to say. He's got a sweet ass. He's got some. Uh, what kind of trousers he got on? Flares. Flares. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say chaps. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those assless chaps on he's looking good you wait Leatherface till you see this you can't handle this <laughs> see the skin okay um, right so anyway Disco Stu goes in there and he um, he finds a, he goes in the house like the other did and he finds um, a fridge and I think he goes in for a ice pop and then um, the lady who got hooked is in there she's sort of 
dead but alive-ish, uh, like halfway between. She ain't going to make yep. it. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, and then, um, does he get, so what happens it? So he gets killed with the, uh, how does he get killed? <clears throat> um, I think he gets clubbed again, doesn't he? He gets clubbed Possibly. as well. Okay, he gets cool. clubbed again. I mean, yeah. Leatherface doesn't strike me. I know he likes a chainsaw. Chainsaw's yeah. like his, his, that's his thing. Doesn't do it that often but, though, does he? I mean, he's only like halfway through the film. Yeah. So he... mm, maybe the hammers is maybe the Texas Hammer Massacre. Mm. The Texas Butcher Massacre. Texas Texas slaughter. Chainsaw Massacre does have a nice ring to it. Yeah. yeah. It sure does. Yeah. So even Disco Stew's Afro can't withhold the can't power we... of the hammer. <laughs> he's got some of his best hairspray on the Afro. Yeah. But the hammer just smashes through it, you know? I mean yeah. that's not he's obviously he's trying a different brand, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um he's dead. Um, so that's three down, and then we've got two left, um, which I think are brother and sister. Uh, Sally yeah. and Franklin. Franklin's the guy in the wheelchair. Sally's the, the girl. <laughs> so she's, um, she's that girl. She's the final girl. Yeah. So um, the knights coming down. Uh, they're looking for the friends. They're not come back. I think they decide to go have a little walk out. Uh, Leatherface appears out of nowhere. This bit's pretty brutal. He shoves the chainsaw right into Franklin's middle, and it goes on for quite a while. Um, and then Franklin's obviously dead. No one can take a chainsaw to the middle and still no. live through it. Yeah, um, he, no, he had no healing potions on him, so he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and okay, I, I kind of wanted a better end for Franklin because you know, yeah, he was. He was, to me, he like was the, the guy who seemed like the main character yeah. out of all of those people. I wanted him to just rise up out of his wheelchair at some point. Yeah. Maybe yeah. with like some robotic legs and uh, take Leatherface down. You know, like in Planet Terror, really... where uh, Thingy fixes like an AR rifle to a yeah. to a stuff. Yeah, kind of wanted something like that to happen. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, because he was the one who was like the most freaked out about everything. He was the one who was a bit like someone ain't right here. Do you know what I mean? He he kind of felt like he deserved a more fitting end yeah. than than perhaps Sally. He should have probably been the last one left than Sally, but I guess. But the final girl, I wonder, I wonder if that trope comes from yep. uh, from this. Yeah, possibly. possibly. Probably. Possibly. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so... now, now starts some incra- crazy running away from Leatherface scenes that got me out of breath. I don't know about <laughs> you. I was yeah. out of breath watching these scenes. She sprints off away from Leatherface, screaming and falling, yelping. Tripping. And falling, tripping, yeah. and doing doing all that stuff yeah. You know, that the final girl should do. Um and Leatherface, Leatherface is right. Leatherface is right behind her. He's yeah. he's he's light on his feet. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's a big guy. He's got a big chainsaw. Yeah, but he is he is nimble. Roller skates. <laughs> the seventies, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, at one point I did think he was uh, moving along with and uh, gliding. He's pretty, yeah, he's just gliding along. <laughs> but yeah, so she kind of like runs back into the house, which yeah. is like, would you run back into the house? Do you know what, what I mean? Did, you... Um, wait, she goes into their house, right? Not is it? Is this a different house? Yeah. What? It's the. It's not. It's not their grandparents' house. I'm pretty sure she goes into. Oh, so, sorry. She hasn't been in there yet. Sorry. No. Okay. I was, yeah. I was getting. I was getting her confused with the with the first girl who got okay, meat hooked. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they do look pretty similar. They do. Yeah. yeah. But in my head, I'm trying to rem- remember yeah. who's who, and yeah. they look the same. Yeah. Uh, she runs upstairs Twins. and. Um, she finds like an old couple, and they look like, well. They're, they're dead, but for all intents and purposes, they're they're, they're dead. Like they're they're well, dried like, up. 
<laughs> I dried up like a like a like a couple of raisins. Yeah, I think she asked one of them for help, and like the head just sort of lolls to the side. Um, she still asked them for help. Yeah, I said, "Help me." <laughs> um, What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then she uh, jumps through a window to get away from Leatherface. Yeah, so Leatherface comes upstairs, and Does she's this like, "Twice did she jump through two windows?" Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, she does. She does. She she does. She jumps through a window later as well. She jumps through a window of ease. Yeah. She. I mean, that is thin glass. I bet she, she... pounces upstairs as well. <laughs> <laughs> she pretty much like walks through the window. She just goes like. Yeah. Single pane up the back window. They didn't have. They didn't have double glazing. <laughs> That's it. She walks through it like it was just like T one thousand. Like yeah, walking yeah. through it like a uh, like a wall like a, a prison. Oh, whatever you call them. Exactly. Okay. You, you, you box her in. She's going to get out of there. She's yeah. going to walk straight through the wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she runs away. Uh, she gets away from Loverface, um, but she keep, makes her way back to the petrol station. Sorry, the gas station. Um, and <laughs> the guys there, they're actually quite a creepy bit. Like, it's, so it's, he, this guy's, we know something wrong up here. So he says, sit down there, it's fine. And he leaves the door open. And Loverface is literally out there like two seconds ago. And it's like this is very like this like weird pregnant energy that like Leatherface is just going to turn up at any point, but he doesn't. Yeah, he can just casually walk into a scene. I think that's what's yeah. quite scary. Scary then, about then, it. Yeah, and then this is uh, yeah because that's what he does before he just just appears. There's no um, build up. There's no yeah. like oh my god, Leatherface is going to be here in a minute. Yeah. Oh my god, the music doesn't build. There's not like those classic moments where you see it from Leatherface's point of view and he appears. Yeah. He just casually strolls into a scene. On he mode. He's like he he's he, like. Uh, Generator like a sp- character sprite just sort of pops out of nowhere. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like, and he don't go, don't make a noise. Or go look, look, I'm here. Or actually, he might make a noise. Look, I'm here, guys. It's me. <laughs> Over here. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. Leatherface well, here. Come on. So, have you played Resident Evil Four? Have indeed. There's a when you first go to, when you first go into that town at the start, and you just hear this like, like like somewhere in the distance, like you know, there's a chainsaw going. I find that's yeah, it's, it's like and it takes so scary. much to kill those chainsaw wielding yeah. uh, guys. Uh, so it's the guys with uh, like a sack on his head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sack head. Oh man, you blow yeah. that guy in the face, you blow him off, <laughs> you, blow, you blow that guy <laughs> in the face and in the knob. It's a weird game, and he still don't die. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's because you hear it. Resident Evil took a turn. Yeah, it's when you're in a village area or something like it's quite open. Yeah. And you just hear it, and it's hard to tell exactly where it is, and you're just kind of around a corner, and he'll just yeah, be there. Yeah. But there's some, Bam, my nuts! <laughs> there's some sort of, like, scariness here. I think with a chainsaw, like, a chainsaw is such, like, a powerful weapon that it's just a scary idea that, like, you would have to get away from it or something. It's just, yeah, because as soon as it comes at you, you you're, can have your head off. They cut trees, man. Chainsaws, they cut trees down. Okay, uh, so, um, yeah, so she's hiding in this, uh, in the in the gas station. The guy's like, wait here. And then this is where Hans Molman uh, suddenly gets a bag, and like he obviously, we we know pretty quickly that he's in cahoots. He's or, bad news, man. But he he like puts a, I think he gets like a, a broom, and <laughs> starts like poking it with a broom, and like <laughs> like he's got kind of like a weird. He uh, starts brooming her, brooming her backwards. Yeah, trying to broom her into a sack. I don't know how he does, but he gets her into this like sack, and then uh, into the car. He drives her back to his his dad's house. Uh, we meet the hitchhiker from earlier. He's been out all day. He's just got back. So what now it's all now it's all coming together. Yeah, and Leatherface is oh, there. It's all coming together. Uh, so then uh, he takes. He says, "Right, you're coming for dinner." 
he puts Sally on in this dinner table. Um, and then now we get like the whole family's here. And one of the old dead people from before, the dad, is, is there. And he looks like a dead body. But then um, I think they cut Sally's finger and yeah. like shove it into the dead guy's mouth. And he starts like sucking on it. It's, it's gross. So, it's like, gross. Because this dead guy, yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got like the prosthetics in this are a bit lame. So his mask is like yeah. a classic sort of horrible old man face. Yeah. Leatherface at this point is dressed as a woman as well. Leatherface uh, is a weird because uh, when when you think of like those sort of uh, those killers, those classics like Michael Myers and, and Jason Voorhees, there's something very insanely masculine and sort of straight about them. Do you know what I mean? No, when I when, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say straight, I mean like I don't mean like non-flowery or like anything, but I just mean like. They haven't they're, got a flowery bag. They're, they're like a Terminator. They're like a, a machine. But like, yeah. Leatherface is such a weird sort of character. Because it makes these like squeaking noises. Yeah. And like he's... He's almost uh, like a bit... He's scary. He's a bit vulnerable. Yeah. He's like a uh, big dumb child. He's like... Yeah, he's like a big... He's like a big dumb bloody idiot, isn't he? Yeah. And also, this family, I think, they're all in... They're all proper into this cannibal killing stuff. Yeah. Is one of them not like, I'm not into this. I much prefer like a golf... And I'm just gonna go off and play some golf. Well, we don't because... see the old the old, the old mum, do we? Like, no, no, we don't see the mum. We don't see playing crazy golf. There's, there's no sisters. These are these are the ones who are left. These are the crazy yeah. cannibals who are left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this, it like it gets like a fever pitch here. Like Sally's like screaming for about twenty minutes. They're they all of them are trying to. They're like laughing and, and giggling at her. And then uh, <clears> they put the hammer into the dead guys. He's not dead, but he's pretty much dead. Like this, it's all. The granddad of them. The old fart. <laughs> they put like a um, hammer into his hand, but he can't hold it. It's too weak. And they make, they're trying to make him like crack a head open. And they succeed to a degree, but like he's not, he's a, he's like, he's dying. This old guy. Even, even when he like drops the hammer onto her head, I'm like, that's still bloody air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it, it chips a bit out, doesn't it? Like there's a, like a, a, a flap of uh, hair. Probably like the, gory, the goriest thing we see actually. We don't see much blood in this at all. Um, it's when she leaps and she escapes, leaps through a window. She again. goes, she sees the window and she goes, oh, "All right, I know what to do." All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, like that is it? Yeah, uh, let me out of it. <laughs> Alu, not even head first. Straight it's like through finger, the window. It's like fingers first. <laughs> fingers first. <laughs> fingers first for the window. Um, and then she runs away. Leatherface now chases her, and the the hitchhiker guy chases her. Again, we're at fever pitch. She goes like the sun's rising now. Um, it's gone crazy. She's running away. She gets. To Miller Road, um, the hitchhiker gets run over by a truck. Yeah, his, his body gets, gets, gets properly rolled. He gets up. absolutely yeah. flattened, flowery bag and all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she jumps onto like the back of this guy's truck, and then Leatherface, and then they get away. And Leatherface is just dancing around with this like chainsaw, just kind of a bit mad. Yeah, there was a, there was a bit where sort of this guy gets out of a trailer, didn't he? And uh tries to sort of help her and that's when he throws a wrench at like Leatherface's head and he falls over and like chainsaws his own leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ain't happy about that. No. But yeah, but it, yeah. but yeah, she does get away in the end. She's covered in blood. She's sort of looking back. It's kind of like it's real early morning so um, the sun's just rising and he's kind quite of chasing her. Quite a pretty shot. It's quite um, a pretty shot, yeah. So the, these, these scenes were all filmed on 60mm cameras so they had to have a lot of light to make to get the images so it's interesting to see how they um 
like how bright some of the images are. Because I imagine that would yeah. be super difficult. I wonder how they did some of the scenes at night then, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Just like a load of studio lights, I guess. I don't really know. Just a load of bloody big lights, mate. Massive yeah. torch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's how it ends. I mean, it's kind of a cool visual ending. It's uh, by that point, I'm like, I'm ready for that to end because it's just been screaming for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay. She's so... been screaming for so long. I was ready for her to shut up because she'd been <laughs> screaming for most of the film. And I understand she was in a terrifying scenario, but just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, shitty pants moments, jump scares. Uh, is there anything that we missed that you uh, caught? Um, shitty pants moments, just when he appears in various guys in various scenes when he just walks into the scene. That was pretty scary, but yeah. that's because it wasn't expected. You know, in somebody in films like this, you kind of expect a bit of a build. You kind of know when that when that jump scare, when that killer is gonna <coughs> killer is gonna suddenly appear. Yeah. <coughs> <You're right>. <laughs> Earwig. <laughs> um, and yeah, but when he just walked into the shot, it's a bit like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. The the finger sucking that that creeped me out a bit. Oh yeah, was this was this something that was happening during the during the film? <laughs> Yeah, well, earwig. Were you <laughs> sucking on your own finger again? <laughs> I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have done that. Sorry. Um, and uh, what else was scary? I don't know. I mean, yeah, the it's whole idea one of, of being it's chased. One of those films. Sorry, go on. The whole idea of being chased by a man with chainsaw is is. Kind of yeah, and, and I mean the chasing sequences were relentless. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it was hard, They didn't let up. It was just constantly like. Oh, he's right behind you. So again, comparing it to a game, you know, when yeah. you're like running, running away from some sort of creature or some sort of thing, and you're running away. Maybe like the, let's, let's do a Resident Evil one again. The Nemesis in Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. You go for when you go for the door for the first time in Resident Evil Three. You're like in the other Resident Evil games. If you go for a door, the creature's always on the other side. Yeah. You walk into the room a bit. Suddenly, Nemesis is behind you. You can never get away from him. Yeah. Constantly running. He's got a rocket launcher. That's not fair. Running, running, running. <laughs> yeah yeah it was like that it was just like the relentless pursuing beast yeah yeah it was it it was annoying it was just like just give up mate i mean he's a bigger lad you think you run out of breath but he doesn't there's cardio and um high protein diet yeah so trivia you ready oh why of course okay Number one, during development. Oh, but I was going to say, um, so Toby Hooper, he directed uh, Podcast, which we talked about before. And we, throughout yes. that, we, t- we talked about how it was actually directed, we felt like it was actually directed by Steven Spielberg. And it's yep. actually come out as true. Uh, so I think very recently, Toby Hooper's actually said that Steven Spielberg was on set every day and he was directing every shot. And um, but it's because he couldn't, Steven Spielberg had already got another film coming out and he couldn't have two. It was E.T., wasn't it? Interesting. Very interesting. I didn't know that. Possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be annoying if you're Toby Hooper, wouldn't it? Yeah. He seems, <laughs> he seems like he's taking it on the chin. Uh, okay, so number one. Uh, <laughs> during development, Toby Hooper used the working titles of Head Cheese and Leatherface. Head Cheese. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I wonder, is he talking about Leatherface as Head Cheese? I don't know. I think he must be. Is he talking about Sally? <laughs> or Stu? Uh, <laughs> Disco Stu, man. 
Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, number two, Toby Hooper intended to make the movie uh, a PG rating by keeping violence moderate, language mild, and having the most of the horror implied off screen rather than on screen. So he wanted a PG rating. PG? False. No, it's true. Uh, apparently, according to the internet, but we'll never really know. But uh, PG rating sounds insane. Like, when I think of PG, I think of E.T. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Jurassic yeah. Park or something. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. That's mad. That's mad. Toby Hooper. Was, was he still going to call it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> PG <laughs> version of the Texas Chainsaw. Well, what'll happen is the chainsaw come down, it cut away immediately to a lovely flowery bag. Yeah. There isn't, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't no swearing and stuff, but like, there's enough violence. Like, I would never <laughs> go for PG. No, he's this in, is just he's the, insane. Yeah. Even if, there were, even if the violence appeared off screen, it would still be a pretty terrifying film, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, number three. Uh, Leatherface's first line came through as gibberish in the film, but in the script, it was actually written as, Oh, hello, my name is Leatherface. I was practicing <laughs> my butcher moves. <laughs> I really hope that's false. False. It's false. Oh. Um, he doesn't say anything. Um, so, number four, uh, the real Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually took place near Poff, a small town about 56 miles southeast of San Antonio. That's got to be true. It's too specific. False. The film is fictional and is based loosely on the life of Wisconsin serial killer Ed Gain, as is the classic. Uh, uh, you've had me there. You have had me there. <laughs> I, think, and... I think I misunderstood the question. Right. Okay. Well, give me give me half a point, Ed. Give me half a point. No, no, that's right. That's right. Take the point away from me. I know what you're like. Stern when it comes to these things. <laughs> yeah, mathematical. I've got them all written down. How many points you've got? I, I actually have no idea how many of these you've got right in this. One. <laughs> this particular episode. Let's be let's be honest, Luke. Uh, I get most of them right most weeks. Uh, let's not muck about. All right. Okay. okay. I've got a mug. Right, right, okay. Number five. Uh, the narrator at the beginning of the film. Um, he his payment for doing the narration was a marijuana cigarette. True. True. Yeah. Uh, those were the times. Those were the days. Those were the times, man. You know, yeah. you could buy any. You could walk into any general store and buy everything with marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Free love and a marijuana joint and a bit of film yeah. narration. Okay, yeah. can, I have uh, some so... mo- can I have some money though? Because I've got to pay my rent. <laughs> nah, nah, sorry. Pay your landlord sorry. and joints. Yeah. Secondhand smoke, blowbacks. Joints of joints of meat. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's it. You did well. I, th- I think you. I think you got one or two right in that one. Um, oh, <laughs> great stuff. So uh, we need to rate the film. Oh. Uh, have you got a rating in mind? Uh, I think so. I'm going to say it at the same time. You ready? All right, count down from three. Yeah. Three, two, one, B. B. <laughs> Look at that. I, I kind of knew it'd be a B. I don't know we're why. On wave, we're on yeah. a wavelength. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. It'd be good if we were a little bit more confrontational with our with our ratings. You know, if you really loved it and I really hate it and we were like, Ugh. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we got to, we get to the point in the podcast, you know, there's, no time, yeah. there's not I, really any time for debate. In the future, I'm going to start guessing what you're going to guess. What you're gonna give it? I'm that that predictable, am I? I'm that pre- I'm that predictable. <laughs> or maybe I'm gonna mix it up. Maybe one day I'm just gonna throw an F in there. Even if I you like you, won't it. throw an F in there. I will. I'll I throw an F in F. I'll throw an F in F in there. Um, okay. I kind of think with these, it's difficult when you watch this film. It's hard to <coughs> talk. It's hard to. Um, I try and compare it to films we've previously yeah uh, sort of rated, but then I find it hard to remember what I rated other films. So. We're too far gone now. Like I just have to whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Like I, I can't have any game plan as to uh, 
Yeah, I kind of, you know what I mean? I just do it on a night, you know? I just do it on a night. However, I feel <laughs> this on the night. This is the night. This is the night, man. However, yeah. I feel on the night, I think, yeah, B. <coughs> yeah. PT, I think, it's, I think it's a really great film. Um, it's not one of my favorites. I think um, I can understand why people really, really like it and really dig it. And I'm sure because it gave birth to lots of tropes and the whole American cannibals and that kind of thing. And the, and the petrol station and the final girls and the, the, the chainsaws and the leather faces. You know, it's great. But it's, um, I don't know, I don't, it doesn't hold that much nostalgia for me because I only watched it when I was a bit, quite a bit older and after I'd seen a lot of the stuff that this influenced. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It influenced a lot. It inf- inf- there's like been remakes and prequels and all that stuff. And there's yeah. probably going to be, there's, there's a new one coming out. I've said that already called Leverface. No, no, it's the vegan version. Pleverface is coming out <laughs> soon. That's yeah. going to be, I mean, that's going to be great. Um, he's not going to kill anyone though. Uh, no, we would never do that. Uh, it's against his morals. Yeah. Uh, By the way, so he's meant to be a real butcher, right? Like Leatherface. I don't know if he's qualified, mate. Right. Okay. Because I've, <laughs> I've seen one of the prequels or one of the sequels. Not too sure. And he's actually a, a butcher. Like he's like he's a qualified butcher. Oh, um, for God's sake! This is <laughs> with, the, with the with the prequels. Yeah. Like with prequels of anything, especially horror films. Like yeah. part of the thing that makes it scary is the mystery. We don't need to know. If Leatherface was like used to be a lawyer, or yeah. like um, he loves a can of Fanta, we don't need to know. We don't need to know any of this stuff. Lilt, I think it was in the film. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Luke. And I'll, yeah. I'll get confused sometimes. Lilt Zero. No, was, Lilt, Z- <laughs> Lilt Zero. He loved that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. We don't need to know all these things. Like, I mean, sometimes it's cool to have a bit of backstory, but all these things are silly. I'm gonna. I, <laughs> there I'm, you go. I, I yeah. do want to watch. I do want to watch the remake again because I think I quite enjoyed that. There is one called The Beginning as well. I wouldn't mind watching that, not because I know, not to enjoy it, just so I can. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Like one of them, uh, he's a real butcher. The only reason I say this is because in this film, like he, when you butcher something, you don't you bleed something out, right? You don't just let it. You don't just start chainsawing something, right? So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he is. He doesn't butcher. seem like the kind of person who has any logic in comparison. No offense, Leatherface. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of person who's got any logic in comparison. Like, if he came in, you're like, oh, Leatherface, you clocked yeah. in. He's yeah. like, eh? <laughs> Leatherface, have you cleaned all the. Have you, you know, washed out all those surfaces? <laughs> at the end of this film, where he's like, he's dancing around with the, with the thing, did his alarm and his watch go, go, oh, I've got to go to work. Oh, like, bloody hell, nine, nine to five again. <laughs> little, but, little butcher's hat goes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> opened up the shop <laughs> oh man okay cool um, so that's it so it's a B it's, it's a B between both of us so um, it's a great film definitely recommend it it's on Shudder um, Amazon and, is it you know DVD apparently uh, so next up next week we are talking about The Others quite high on this list I think it's a little bit of a shocker uh, a bit of a twist in the tale there that's but, incredibly um, yeah, but I, I I enjoy this. I, I don't know if you did, but uh, we'll, we'll have yeah. to see how we get on with it. Um, if so, okay, so this show is brought to you by Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating. Cheers. And uh, thanks to my co host, Ben, for being a real horror dude. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Luke. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.